Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. Man, oh man, it has been a heck of a week. Um, last week we had an episode called Culture Clash. We talked a little bit about some funny differences between America and Germany. Uh, but a lot of things are going down since I've been on last and going on in the future. Oh, can't speak today. Um, but we have a lot of things to talk about, and uh, some of them are kind of cool, and some of them are kind of sad. Um, and I'll probably just get it off my plate first and talk about the um, more difficult thing to talk about. Um, so just to put it out there, l let's see, two days ago, uh, my mom's sister passed away um and that was a little more difficult for me to digest than perhaps i thought it might be um you know death is never easy for anybody to handle and um so i shouldn't have any expectations about how those things get digested or handled or or how they get processed uh, in general, things just sort of happen. You have to kind of accept it as it is and, and, and deal with it. Um, but anyway, I found out from my mom uh, that my uh, aunt passed away. And, you know, th this was a person that had very interesting relationships to different people. Um, so, with, like, with her immediate family, um, like with my mom and with her daughters and uh, grandchildren and everything like this, um, an extremely caring, good-hearted, giving, selfless, innocent person, very good, you know, Christian woman, very dedicated to her church and to helping others. Um, and, you know, and with other people, you know, she, she could, she, she's a human being and she had her complications and her controversies just like uh, anybody else would, you know, um, and, and I think it is a little extra difficult maybe for me at this moment, just because of course I can't go there and, you know, grieve with my mom and to be there for her and to actually hug her and to, um, attend the funeral. That's hitting a little harder, I think, because of that. And one, and I'll just get all this stuff out of the way at the beginning, and then we can get into the fun stuff. And for everybody who's here with me live uh, on, on TikTok, if you want to wait and come back for the fun part, I would totally understand. So no pressure. Um, I think, but one thing that kind of st stuck with me the most about that issue, um, besides the obvious fact that someone that you uh, in your family passed away is that one, it was very fast, it was very sudden, um, and two, it was in like a really horrible way, um, I think. So, because it was connected, so she had this really bad car accident. Um, she 
was pulling out of uh, a road and she didn't see this other driver and it was a, a like a pregnant uh, woman hit her but really hard we saw the pictures of the car and it was really like breathtaking and it reminded me of this insane car accident that I had when I was about 17 years old. I was in high school and I stayed up all night with two friends. And the funny thing was, I think what's so ironic about that is that we didn't do anything wrong. We didn't drink anything, didn't smoke anything, we didn't take anything. We just hung out. We went to the city park, we walked by the railroad tracks, we listened to music, just kind of what teenagers do in a way. We just hung out. And then at the end of that hang, it was maybe around 6.30 or 6-ish in the morning, I realized it, I, I just I had to go home. Um, and I thought maybe I could get about an hour or two of sleep before my family would inevitably want to go to church that morning. It was a Sunday morning. And uh, so I got in my car and I was driving this two, this very small sort of two-lane highway that connects from the greater part of the town where I grew up into the countryside where my parents lived. And it was, I don't know how many miles, it was a good long stretch of road and there was just sort of cornfields on either side, just this classic Mississippi landscape that you think about when you picture it. And it was a foggy chilly Sunday morning, you know, it was, um, uh, sorry, one second. It was a really, 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 really cozy sort of nice morning. And, uh, so I, I fell asleep driving at the wheel, uh, and I veered off the left side of that highway and, uh, woke up going about, 55 miles an hour off into the left ditch on the opposing side of the road. And my left front tire hit this culvert, this ditch where water runs under a driveway. And I hit it with my tire and I rolled the car three times. And I remember I woke up just before I hit that ditch, like just as I impacted. And it I, it shocked me and I had, thankfully I had my seatbelt on and I just tumbled and tumbled. Um, and I really, you know, in that moment for a second thought, that's it. And, uh, when I landed on the tires, I was in shock. Uh, I wasn't thinking straight and I was kind of frozen in time and, uh, the door didn't open. So and all of the glass, the the dry, the front windshield, the side windows, and the back, all the glass was gone, and the car basically was crumpled together like a like a soda can. And I I had to crawl out of the driver's side window, and I flopped into the grass, and I waved down a tr a truck that was coming, and a woman stopped, and um, she saw the car and she saw me, and I asked if I could use her phone. And I opened her phone and I called mine and my phone was like 50 yards back in this field somewhere amongst the broken glass. And somehow it still worked. That was like the those old trusty Motorola phones <laughs> that never broke. And I went back and got my phone 
and called my parents' house, and uh, it rang and rang and rang and rang. Finally, my dad answered, or my mom answered. I'm not sure. I think my dad did. And uh, I told them, hey, I'm on, I'm on Highway 2, and I had an accident, and uh, I need you to come get me. And I remember when my parents came to pick me up, finally, um, that's when I stood on top of the hill where the street was and looked back down at the car and saw the damage, really for like the first time and the car was just this um squished little can and the sight of the damage done to the car really shocked my mom and she like broke down crying and I kept trying to tell her hey don't cry it's okay I'm, I'm, I'm all right I'm all right um but you know seeing that much damage and what could have been what could have happened was so dramatic and so scary that, um, you know, it still overwhelmed her, understandably. And so when my aunt passed away, um, it was because she had this terrible car accident and she ended up going to the emergency room and she um, had a lot of internal bleeding and I don't even want to go into the list of things that was, I mean, she was bruised or bones were crushed. I mean, she was just, um, just really beaten down and uh, she said that the pain medication wasn't working. She needed more, but they were afraid to give her morphine because they were afraid that at her age, she would maybe slip away from them, that her heart rate would get too slow. So they never gave her that. So she was kind of in pain. And then her heart rate still just didn't get up. And she, uh, she was gone, you know, within a few hours or less than a less than half a day I suppose and uh yeah and you know her family couldn't really be in there she had one daughter that could go in there and see her but my mom who's very close with her couldn't go in her other daughter couldn't go in they could only FaceTime with her for a little bit and yeah it's just a tough it's a tough situation and of course I want to go there and take care of my mom and I I want to, you know, be there for her, and it's more about that. It's more about her than my aunt, even. I loved my aunt, and I, there was, you know, there were some difficult problems between her and my brother and stuff that make things complicated, but she's still family, and I would never have wished that kind of passing on anybody. Nobody deserves to go out in pain without their children or their loved ones around, you know. A lot most people go out, you know, in in ways that they don't want. And it's it is a reminder that um it can happen just any time at all. And I'm sorry for those who signed in here, you know, wanting the fun show like usual. I know it's a, it's a, it's a harsh start, but I, I feel like I needed to kind of get it out of my system and, and, and digest it a little bit before I can get into the fun stuff. Um, so I appreciate those who have stuck around and uh, I can see some of your comments here and I appreciate um, some of the sweet things you're saying. Uh, but yeah, so um, Ann Stevens, um, you know, passed away and uh, I really hope that my mom can find some sort of peace and some sort of comfort and strength and some 
serenity with this. Um, I mentioned briefly to her on a phone call yesterday that she should um, maybe come visit me here um, just to get out of the house, to get out of the town, see something different, you know. We can take care of her here. Um, and it's a little more convenient than trying to get everything organized to go back to America now because we're already planning another trip in a few months. And anyway, that's all that I can sort of offer right now, except for just constantly staying in touch and, uh, checking in on her. And, uh, yeah, you know, that like the ironic thing was that the day before I found out my aunt died, I, I don't want to be, I know I'm going to get corrected on this. I think she, let's see, uh, she was 16 years older than my mom. My mom, let's see, so she must have been, uh, I'm guessing that my aunt was around 76 or 75 I'm pretty sure she's about 75. I, I think my mom mentioned it yesterday, but I forgot exactly. But the ironic thing was just the day before I found out that she had this accident and passed away, um, I had lunch. <laughs> I had lunch uh, with a 74-year-old aunt <laughs> uh, here in Germany. And uh, she, you know, we had this nice lunch together and stuff. And it was just kind of this weird difference, you know, like someone so lively and fresh and happy and talking about how next year when they turn 75, they're going to have a big party. And, uh, you know, the other, and then, uh, you know, another aunt uh, doesn't make it. So, um, yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way and have a little short retrospective. Um, I see that Teresa here sent a rose. Thank you very much. It's very sweet. Uh, thank you, Ogre and uh, Inga and Teresa and uh, Finiora for your nice messages. And um, yes, Ogre says, life is more fragile and fleeting than many of us acknowledge. That's absolutely true. Um, yeah, I just wanted to kick things off here with a little retrospective and a little, you know, I wanted to talk about it. And I and I don't want to make it sound like, you know, my, my aunt was someone I loved and I, I should have spent more time talking to and I should have um, maybe respected more or given more, more of my ear or more of my time to definitely. Um, but I don't want to make it sound as if, um, that, you know, her passing is, it's not like when my mother passes, that will be detrimental for me. I, I don't want to make this about me. Um, it's about my mom and I really, uh, I love her and I feel bad for her and, uh, she was very close to her sister, and I hope that she uh, gets through this. And, um, yeah. Okay. All right. So, that is the section about my aunt that I wanted to talk about, and we can leave it there. And uh, now we can kind of move on into something a little more fresh and still have a little fun on today's episode. Um, so, thank you for those who have joined the group so far. And thank you for hanging out in the live. Um, I'm trying to get this connection to work a little better here. We've had some issues with um, 
Let me see if I can reconnect to the internet here, if that helps with the connection. We had some problems with that before. Let's see if that helps here. Okay. Can you see me? Can you hear me? Might be a little funky. Oh, maybe, maybe it's a little better now. I don't know. It seems a little delayed. Um, lost connection, try switching. Well, that stinks. It's not working so well. Anyway, we'll try and make it work. If you, if you guys, if it doesn't work, maybe you can sign back in. If it does work, then let's just keep rolling with it. Um, podcast people listening, thank you so much for uh, clicking on today's episode. I think it's kind of a special one. Um, what I wanted to do was start with some some heavier news, some sadder news, but I have two good, really nice things I want to talk about, and then we can get into some fun. Uh, we can get into some fun things here. Um, so I found out what was it? Um, well, really, just in the last couple of days, uh, coincidentally. So there's this musician. He's let's see, let's see where he's from. Oh. So, I don't know if you guys in the live or those listening know this musician. He is a Swedish indie folk singer-songwriter and guitarist from Gothenburg. <laughs> He's a Swedish songwriter. His name is Jose Gonzalez. What's which is funny because his name is so reminiscent of like all these um, like Latin students I went to school with at UNO. But um, Jose Gonzalez is a Swedish indie folk singer-songwriter. Um, and he is so talented. If you don't know Jose Gonzalez, um, his guitar playing is so beautiful and his singing is so nice and his songs are so good. Um, he's been on some really major, wonderful record labels. He's toured all around the world many times. Um, he's really, really an interesting, great musician. And I've been a fan for a long time, you know, probably since 2000. Yeah, probably like 10 years or more than 10 years I've been a fan. And he's coming to Munich on October 11th at the Mufadhalle, uh, which is like the last venue that I haven't played in Munich. Uh, so finally, finally, I have a reason to play this venue. I've played every single other venue in Munich except the Mufadhalle. Uh, even the little Mufad Cafe, the little small restaurant cafe part in front of the Mufat Hall, in front of the hall, uh, I've played that one. But so this is the last one that I like the final frontier of um, Munich venues to play. So that's cool. And I've been brought in to, yeah, play the support to open up for him. Um, User595 says, Einen wunderschönen guten Tag wünsche ich allen zusammen. He really wishes everyone a wonderful, good day. Well, Aven Files, User595, back to you. Um, yeah. Jose Gonzalez is playing in Munich on October 11th, and I've been asked to so support him. So that's really cool, and I'm excited to play that venue. It's a nice, big venue, um, great sound, great reputation, good bands have played there. And uh, yeah, Jose Gonzalez is like an idol of mine, so I'm really excited about that. Thank you, Teresa, for that. And in other news, um, next week, thank you, Ogre, next week... Uh, I think I mentioned it on the last episode, but now I can elaborate a little bit more. Next week, um, let's see what date that is. I might have already done next week's episode before I go, but maybe I can make an, an episode along the way, kind of like when I did my um, Italy episode, but hopefully with less drama. Um, 
Yes, next Wednesday is September 7th. So probably I'll already have another episode out before I go. But uh, September 7th through the 10th, I'm going to be in Hamburg. I'm going to go to be a part of the second season of this television show from RTL Plus called Wrong. Um, I mentioned it before, but Wrong is this really funny sitcom. It's a German TV show. RTL um, has a streaming service called RTL Plus, and they made a show on there that's a really funny sitcom that's like eight episodes, 22 minutes each. And now they have a second season and they're filming it now. It's based in Hamburg. They're shooting it there. And um, I did the I did the music for it. And I did the theme song and the score. And uh, the cool thing is in this second season, there's an episode where they have a band playing while a character proposes to another character. And uh, they called me and asked if I want to come and be in the show and, and be, uh, you know, play some music on there. And I thought, absolutely, that would be great. Let's do it. And yeah, so September 7th through the 10th, I'm going to go to Hamburg and uh, play on this show. Um, I'm really excited to do that. I love TV and acting and I don't have to do too much, but just play play my songs. But at least I get to do that. And that's kind of cool. And yeah, I'm really pumped to do that. Uh, thank you, Me Just Me, for the likes. That's really, really nice, guys. Thank you for the likes. Thanks for being here. Um, I think that's all my news that I wanted to catch up on at the beginning of the show today. Um, yeah. So now we can get into the fun stuff. I think the last time that we got into this, let me see what we have here. Yes, we, well, there's some, let's see. There's some things here on these lists that are kind of boring, (laughs) So it's kind of hard to dive in. I mean, the alcohol thing was kind of interesting. I was trying to think of one of these things that has a a story behind it or some sort of thing that we could do. Um, Indiana Jane, hello from Switzerland. Fantastic name, by the way. I don't know if you're an Indiana Jones fan. I hope so with that name. But I don't know if you are. I wonder if you're excited for the new movie coming out. Um, wow, guys, Ogre, thank you so much for the likes, guys, that's so nice. Um, okay, so we we can look here, there's some traffic and cultural, there's some cultural differences between the USA and Germany with driving. Uh, I don't know, like, some of the people on this live don't know this, this particular podcast that I do, because nowadays I do it a lot more like this, where I talk live to a group of people and speak about the comments about Germany and stuff, but, um, last year... When I was doing this show, I was getting my German driver's license and I had this whole journey because the like, first off, I'm coming from Louisiana. So even like depending what state you come from, you can't just transfer that license over to a German license. Some places, some states you can. I have a friend who's from California, but went to Utah to get her driver's license because there, when she comes here to drive, she can just use that license. But being from Louisiana, I can't use that here. So you can't transfer it over. And even if I could have at some point just made it work a little bit, then the license expired. So then they said, well, it's like in Germany, it's like you've never had a license before. And I was like, great, cool, nice, wonderful. That's really fun. I love that. Thanks, Germany. Cool, nice. So then I had to start completely over from scratch, drive like driver's school 
driver's lessons. I had to go to these first aid courses. All the stuff that I never, I never had to do. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I, in America, getting your driver's license is like going and buying a bagel at a, at a diner. Like you just show up and you do a little cruising around. You're already driving with friends or with your parents when you're uh, like 14 anyway. And you just, you get all this experience and you're, you're driving to the grocery store anyway when you're a kid. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Just, yeah, go down the street, you know, go get us a Coke from the gas station, come back. And so you get used to it. And then when you have your driver's license test, you sit in a car with this person, usually like a lady with a clipboard, and you make a few turns around the town. You go through, uh, you know, the four-way stop. You go through the red light. You do a left turn off the interstate, whatever, and you're done. Then you get to picture taken. You take a little test. It's like stop signs mean stop. Uh, left blinker means you're going to turn left. Uh, brake lights mean, hey, someone's braking. And then you just get your license and that's it. Then you just have it. But I came here and I had Louisiana license and it had just expired. So then it was kind of useless to me. And I had to do the whole thing over again. I'll never forget going to this uh, first aid course, um, which is like, okay, if I'm on the side of the road, if I've had some sort of fender bender and someone's walking out with like, like, oh, my neck is sore or you know, anything else, I'm not going to be able to, what am I going to do? Give them the Heimlich maneuver? I don't know what to do with people on the uh, dry, dry. It's like, I don't even know. Inga von Schneider says the Americans give the driving license. Everyone with, she means Americans give a driver's license to anyone with a pulse. That, uh, is pretty true. Ogre says it's much more extensive here. Even if you consider driver's education courses in the U S um, Piano Fire. Hello, sir. Warm greetings from a Brit in Berlin. Hello, good sir. Um, yeah, we're talking about, I don't know how it is in the UK, if you have a driver's license from there or not, if it transferred over to, no, of course it would transfer to Germany because, yeah, you know, it was pre-Brexit most likely. But, um, anyway, I had to start completely from scratch, taking these first aid courses, pretending that I'm going to remember any of this stuff. This guy was so, he had such a hard on about, uh, having the the reflective vest in your trunk and being and, and he made this whole speech about it and how I don't know I don't know I don't know I did a whole episodes about it um, and then of course it was so it was so much money it was so much money guys you won't even, you won't believe it like I was it was mandatory that I take like fourteen or fifteen hours of driver's classes but they're all in German. And I already drove for like 10 years before I got to Germany. So I'm sitting there and I can tell that he's kind of talking about stop signs mean stop, left blinkers mean you're turning left, and brake lights mean, hey, someone's braking. And I was there kind of just zoning out. And one time in class, I tried to sneak in like an AirPod into my ear and turn like kind of to the side like this, like I'm going to listen, like I'm, I'm listening, don't worry, I'm listening, but I have a podcast in there. And uh, the guy asked a question and he asked it to my face and I did not register that he was talking to me. And then everyone in the class turned their heads and they looked at me. And then I sat there in a dead silence and I just kind of turned down and snuck my AirPod out into my fist as if that was smooth. I'm sure it was the clunkiest shit ever. And I just grabbed it and put my hand under my chin and was like, oh, sorry. Uh, Oh, sorry. And he said, basically in German, he was like, did you understand my question? And I was like, no. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
And he's like, well, what I asked was, uh, do you know if something, something happens with the so-and-so when the car turns like this with the catalytic converter and the engine is red? No, I'm sorry. I don't, I was like, I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm sorry. And uh, he was like, well, good. Let me explain then. And had all this pizzazz and energy like, well, let me get back to the board and you'll learn. And I was like, damn it now. And then he kept looking at me every time he had a question coming up or an insportant, insportant. So cannot talk today. Uh, when he had an insportant thing to say, he would look at me and make sure that I'm paying attention. And I, part of me was like, oh, that's like being a good teacher. And the other part of me was like, stop looking, stop looking at me. All I want to do is listen to my AirPod. Come on, man. Um, Touche says, funny name, by the way, says, I spent 6K on my Furoshine, her, uh, the driver's license. Yeah. I think it was a few, it was definitely a few thousand for me too. And 14 hours of German classes that I didn't understand and I didn't care about. Ogre says, here, driving's, re driving's a responsibility and a privilege. In the US, it's almost necessary for survival. Absolutely. Absolutely, it's necessary in America. That's the kind of like, that's kind of like one of the great things about living in Germany is that, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have necessarily needed to get a driver's license. I wouldn't have necessarily needed that. But, but I'm very glad that I have one now that I have a car. <laughs> But you don't need it. You you can really get around like there's, I mean, I've talked about this before, but the, the buses and the trains and the streetcars and there's, you know, Uber and, and taxi and Lyft and all that stuff is here and there's scooters and bikes and you can get around a million different ways in Germany without needing a car at all. However, of course, it's a little more I don't know. It's it there's it's bittersweet, right? Would you rather have a car and then spend the money on the gas and then be a part of that problem but just for the freedom of getting yourself to exactly where you want to go on your schedule uh, and being able to carry all this stuff with you or if you if you have kids, you know, having car seats and being able to do that um which is a little easier than, you know, maybe taking a train with a whole family and all your suitcases and stuff. It's it's definitely a different thing. Um but you can get around here. In America, you cannot get around without a car. It's unbelievable. Like, imagine, what I, if I think about where I grew up, like, as a kid, in this open, plain, country-fielded world of Mississippi where there was nothing around except for horses, dogs, cows, chickens, and elderly people who spit tobacco into these metal cans, like like in the movies, like with overalls, like, ding, where y'all headed off to? What y'all doing today? I heard I smelled some of that cornbread for the windowsill. Y'all ain't got an extra slice for me, do you? Oh, oh, Margaret over, oh, Marg. Marg is over there making an apple pie. Her cousin's got a, her cousin got turned six years old today. Nothing like a nice cool Budweiser on the front porch of my Mississippi house. Now, that's nothing wrong with the people. But you cannot get around without a car there. It's impossible. Um, Inga von Schneider says, most Americans can't drive stick. Another truth from the truth queen, Inga von Schneider. Dropping truths like we dropped the bombs on the Japanese. Ogre says, Americans aren't commonly required to drive stick. Many of us are taught and then never see, see one, see, never again see one. 
yeah, we, we weren't taught at all. And the funny thing is, when I got my license in Germany, they were like, do you want to get a license that allows you to drive stick? And I said, no. No, I don't. Why would I? No, I don't. <laughs> I should have done that too. Why didn't I do that? It's so lazy. Of course, I should have learned again from scratch to do it. But I was like, no, I already drive automatic. What's the quickest path to getting the license where I can drive today with an, with the automatic car that I have? You know? Um, hi, Su- I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong, but hi, Sujoda, Suyoda. So Yoda, 85. Hi. Ogre says, then we have to refresh our... Right. Um, Nino Sum. In some regions of Germany, public transport is so poorly developed that you need a driver's license. Sure. Of course. Of course. And like, when I, when I say that you don't need a driver's license in Germany, I just mean like in the greater regions, the more populated city areas, you know, like in general, you can more or less get around but not exactly every single town and every single village and every single part of um the country oh my god my brain uh not every single part can you get around but yeah uh inga says driving automatic is not real driving okay inga Okay, Inga, someone's got a complex over here. Not real driving. Uh, Do you sit in a car and go from A to B because you drove there? Do you still accelerate? Does fuel and gas still burn in the engine and push and propel your wheels forward or backward? You're still driving. It's still driving. What are you, a Formula One driver? What are you, Daniel Ricciardo? I don't think so. It's still driving. Get off your high horse. Uh, Suyota says, Suyota is an acronym. Hi, I'm Susan. (laughs) You should say that Suyota is your artist name. Leo says that Inga is Karen auf Deutsch. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so excited for her response to that. Um, (laughs) uh, Leo says, I missed the first message. Where was that? I'm looking now, but I don't want to waste too much time on it. Okay, sorry. It's too far back. I don't know. Um, But yeah, so... I had to get a whole new driver's license, pay all this money, sit in all these German classes, take these first aid courses. It was ridiculous and so exhausting. And of course, when I went to go take the first uh, driver's test, I flopped it. Surprise, surprise. Of course I did. Then uh, the the written one, the written test, I flopped it because there was something about getting into the the wind, like the 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 drag wind of an 18-wheeler when you're passing one, when like the side wind pulls you if you should do this exactly. That. And I was like, this is one of those things that you have to have just been a driver to understand. It's like, I feel like sometimes Germans try to put something that is a feeling or a sense, like a sensation, like something that is kind of not put into words. I feel like Germans try to put sometimes a sensation or a feeling into a mathematical formula. And you can't really do that for everything. Understandably, for tests about 
exactly these feelings or sensations is difficult. Like with driving, like what do you do in the case of X? If you're passing this car and the wind is like that and the exit is like this and you're both going this speed and it's like, look, just why don't we go do that in the, why don't we go drive and do that? Then I can show you what I will do. But on paper, I'm assuming like, okay, well, if he's going this fast and the exit's there, then I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to hold the wheel. I mean, I'm going to get around him. Just like, I have to just feel it out. But they don't want you to feel it out. They want you to get her done. And it's just not really, you just really can't do that with, um, with these kinds of, you just can't do it. You can't do it. Um, Julia says, what's it like in the States? Do you mean driving? Um, well, it's like Ogre said, for sure, it's extremely necessary. You can't really get, I mean, I think about where my parents live too right now, and it's really impossible to get around if you don't have a car. Um, you couldn't even get to the grocery store if you don't have a car. And especially, I mean, in like every rural area, uh, imagine like most of the entire Bible Belt down, like from the middle of the country down, um, there are some big cities, of course, like, I don't know, Houston or, or, you know, Austin or whatever. There's still a lot of cities, but, um, oh, you're asking, sorry, you're asking what the theory test is like in the States. Um, you know, I don't remember, but I can tell you that it was a lot easier and that that's not a good thing. Being easier isn't necessarily what it should be. But it is sometimes hard to put into words these things with driving or with an action or a behavior that is based on sensation or feeling. It's just not easy sometimes to, to, to voice it mathematically, logically. Um, but I remember the theory test in America being a lot more like just like base, like just the basics. Okay. What does this sign mean? Oh, it means yield. Um, if you're going down the interstate and you see, you know, if you see this, what does it mean? Oh, it means someone's had engine trouble and I should give them space on the road so they don't, you know, whatever, get close to the edge or something like that. Um, Susan says, maybe that's the point why driving is so much less expensive in the U.S. as in Germany. Possibly. Possibly you're getting, I mean... May, as as with its most things, it seems you're probably getting the better education of that of that topic in Germany, and that's why you're paying more. It could be the reason. It does make sense. You're getting a higher quality amount of information that is more researched and more dedicated and more serious. Everything with Germany is very serious. You're not going to be a driver unless you take it serious. You're not going to be a teacher. Unless you take it serious, you know, you're not going to, Germany's not going to let you half-ass anything. You have to really, 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 really want to do it. You're going to change your taxes. You're going to change your life. You're going to pay your fees. You're going to spend your hours studying, your days studying, your years studying. You're going to have your whole life revolve around this thing that you're doing. And all of your truth is going to be about this thing. Because if you don't take it serious... Germany's not going to let you do it. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes they could back off a little bit. Um, let's see here. What does this say about, uh, is this America on the left? Most people in America learn to drive from their parents. License must be renewed periodically. 
In Germany, drivers must take lessons from a Fahrschule, a driving school. License can cost up to $3,000, but is valid for 15 years since 2013. That's actually a good difference right there. I mean, like I said before, you're driving so much as a kid in the States before you ever go take the test. I remember... Um, sorry. Julia says, I, re- I agree with you as I'm about to do it myself and I feel the same way. So, you're... Okay, so you're about to go into a German Fahrschule experience. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? You're about to start on the German driving experience here. Um... And just to finish this thought here, I remember this one time. My dad was teaching me how to back out of the driveway. Let me just fix this camera here. My dad was teaching me how to to back the car out of a driveway. And I remember we were in my brother's Jeep and uh, we were looking at the house and backing out of the driveway towards the road that was perpendicular to, to our driveway. It was like a T. And I'm backing up and I'm backing up And we get to the edge of the driveway where the road starts and there's a car coming. And so we're sitting there and my dad says, okay, there's a car coming. So I want you to stop and then we're going to go forward. And I was like, easy, of course, no problem. And instead of hitting the brake, I hit the gas and we went into the road And then he freaked out and I slammed the brake and we shook in the car and then I put it in drive and then we moved forward. So it was this whole fast thing of like, oh my God, we're going to die. Oh my God, the car is shaking. Oh my God, now we're moving. And everything was happening at once and everything was like crazy and exciting. And my dad got scared, which means he got angry because that's how he shows fear through anger. And he punched the windshield of my brother's car and left a shatter point in the windshield and they had to get the windshield replaced. You know, all in a day's work of being a young country man, son. Let's see here. Yeah, Julia says she is about to start into... She is about to start into um, the German driver's license experience. I don't envy you just a side note guys thank you for being in the live and thanks for so much involvement and chatting thanks for the likes um i'm always trying to set new goals for the amount of likes we get in these uh in these live sessions and it's always kind of rounding about a little bit higher each time so that's really really cool and i appreciate that a lot um let's see here Nino, some are there different traffic signs in the u.s than in germany there's some there's just a few it's not that it's not that different. Um, there's a few things that we don't have, like in Germany, when you're driving and you're turning onto a new road, you know you guys have that little blue arrow that points to the path you should take, like this, like take this road. We don't have that. And there's a few other things too that we don't have that are a little and like certain certain red light intersections are a little different, like we um I don't know. It's a little hard to explain, but a few things are a little different. Not everything. Uh, Inga von Schneider says the U.S. has speed limits everywhere. They are afraid of the U.S. drivers, too. I mean, just because Germany has the Autobahn where everyone drives 240 kilometers an hour if they want doesn't mean that Germany isn't afraid of speedsters. America has speed limits everywhere, and so does 
almost every other country that doesn't have the Autobahn. Come on. Come on. You're being crazy. Um, oh, but Ogre says they should be. I trust many U.S. drivers very little. To be fair, a lot of American drivers are crazy drivers. That's just how it is. Um, but come on. Speed limits are everywhere. Um, well, okay. I'm not going to even acknowledge that, that comment. Um, priority road rules are different, but you have one way. Yeah, we have one way streets. Yeah, definitely. It also depends what, you know, the thing is about America and this comes back and back over and over is that it really depends on, on what state you're in. You know, I can only really, really speak for two states in the South, Mississippi and Louisiana. And Louisiana has totally different driving uh, expectations than Mississippi does. Louisiana is all about U-turns. They, like, built into their world, built into their town, is a system of U-turn islands in the road. So you have to, like, pass by the building that you want to get to and then wait for the oncoming traffic to take the U-turn to get to it. They have that in New Orleans. They have that in Slidell. Um, they have it in uh, Covington, Mandeville. Like all these towns are built around U-turning, um, like making the U, you know? And in Mississippi, it's not that way at all. It's a little bit more like classic standard. Here's your red light. Here's your turn light. Here's your one-way street. Um, that's where you can park. You know, like stuff you just kind of imagine. Um I heard most signs are written versus a shown symbol. Hmm. I don't think that's true. I guess it depends. For suing reasons. Most signs are written versus a shown symbol for suing reasons. American street signs. Let me see. Here's like a collection. I mean, well, no. Hmm, let me see. Uh, I mean, to be fair, there are a lot of words, but not on every sign. Detour has words. Stop, of course. No parking at any time, but that's common also in Germany. Dead end. Towaway zone. Under construction. Railroad crossing. One way. Wrong way. Speed limit. I don't think it's anything out of the, out of the norm. Well, like... Uh, one difference is the do not enter sign. You know, if you're if you're facing a one-way street in Germany, you just have the red circle with the white line and you know like, okay, I can't go this way. We have the red circle with the white line, but it still says do not enter on it. And we have the same triangle yield sign, the white triangle with the red border, but ours says yield in the middle of it. So that's kind of interesting, but not always. Again, it's depending on the state, but that's interesting that they may ha that they have the words for suing reasons. America does love to sue. That's a whole different conversation too. They sure do love some suing. Um, they love sewage. <laughs> um, Susan says, I live in a town in Saxony, Germany. There are 90% one-way streets. Whoa. That's pretty frustrating. New Orleans has a ton of one-way streets. You always have to kind of make big circles <laughs> to get around to where you want to go to get out back on the main road or to get to the place you want to go. And that can be a little annoying too. Uh, Ogre, yes, uh, to prevent lawsuits. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm pretty sure that's what they mean. 
but I don't know. I never heard of that before. It's possible. It's possible. America does love sewage. <laughs> um, have you ever met a politesse in Germany? I'm going to have to Google that because I don't know what that is. Politesse. Oh, a meter maid. Lovely Rita. Meter maid. Um, I have encountered several different meter maids. I, I love, like, politesse makes them sound so official and important. We just call them meter maid. <laughs> um, I have a feeling that they are just absolutely hated everywhere. Um, politesse. Formal. Oh, wait, what? It's not the... Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's two There's two meanings for politesse. Like, parking enforcement officer. And it's also a, a, um, a, descript a descriptive thing, like... Formal politeness or etiquette. The suave cir circumlo circumlocutor... What the hell? The suave circumlocutory... Locutory. What?! I've never heard of that word before. Circum circumlocutory. It sounds fake. It sounds like it's about your fingernails. Yeah, the circumlocutory of your middle fingernails actually peeling, and we're going to have to do something about that. The suave circumlocutory politesse of a consular official. That sounds fake. All of that sentence sounds absolutely fake. That's probably translated from German wrong. But the parking enforcement officer... A parking enforcement officer, traffic warden... Traffic warden makes him sound like a wizard... Parking inspector slash parking officer or civil enforcement officer. Come on. They don't even have guns. We enforce parking or else. Welcome to Germany where we are the parking enforcement officer starring Mark Wahlberg and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, he's parked illegally. Not today. Get down. this October <laughs> no parking on this side of the road um <laughs> oh politesse that's so funny that's so such a stupid word uh, uh yeah parking let's see what do we say here <laughs> Sean Coder Sean Codery Circum circumlocution, circum circumstantial lotion, cir circumcision lotion. Oh, Politesse hat nur eine Bedeutung. Sie schreibt falsch. Packende Autos auf. So official, Mister Mister Suffering. <laughs> I love that your name is the initials for Germany, which is D E Deutschland, and then just suffering, just Germany, suffering, <laughs> just me. Germans got a germ, suffering. Uh, suffering asks, how's my German? Well, if you really want to suffer, I'll show you. Um, what, and then they say, what is your big shock about Germany? Well, that's kind of, I mean, the point of these lives and the point of this podcast that I do called Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, for those who want to hear other episodes where I interview creative immigrants, um, and we do everything based here in Germany. Um, 
this thing that we're doing now is basically talking about these these differences and like what 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 shocks me, what's different to me about Germany. Um, so check out the podcast Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, and you'll see everything that shocks me. Or just follow me here. I do these lives once a week, and I record them, and we talk about all the stuff. Um, Susan Metermaids, what they meant? Why was the reason to travel, guys? Hold on now, hold on now. My big shock or the reason to travel here has nothing to do with the new blockbuster film, Politessa, starring Mark Wahlberg, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Statham, and a special appearance by Sylvester Stallone. Um, Suffering says, what you still not like at Germany? Do you mean, what do I still not like about Germans? Um persistent questioning no i'm kidding <laughs> uh I, there's nothing i specifically don't like about germans because thankfully uh, a lot of germans are very different from other germans um like for example i talk usually commonly regularly pretty highly of my friend and regular listener to the show moritz uh shout out to moritz um and he's not like other germans he's a very special german and there are Germans like some neighbors in my apartment building who are dry, horrible, stale, basic, you know, stockemosh, staring you down with their walking sticks as you enter the hallway, not saying hello back kind of Germans whom I despise entirely. And so I can't, not, I can't hate all Germans, but I can definitely start with Bavarians. There's definitely a few things about Bavarians I have issues with, but we talk about that a lot on here. Um, Inga says, I should take my medication. Inga, Inga, Inga. Inga, Inga, Inga. What would you do without me? You know, you're like the Joker to my Batman. <laughs> what would we... I don't want to kill you. I need you. Uh, suffering, what is the biggest difference between image and reality for Germans? Mm. Suffering, dropping the big cues today. Um, Susan says, Germans accuracy and orderly. Yeah. Biggest difference between image and reality. Well, okay. I can only speak from my experience as an American where like most average standard living in their own bubble, you know, really inexperienced sort of American type believes usually that if, if the word Germany or German gets brought up, their first thought is Nazi. That's the first thing. I hope I don't get kicked off the live for just saying that word here, but like, that's the first thing they think of, sadly. It's just uh, a stereotype. It's a bad stereotype. It's a, like a curse, a, a cursed sort of e expectation on on Germans. And, um, you know, I've, I've experienced myself where I've seen people um, get, I've seen peop Germans being asked or accosted or accused or harassed or jokingly poked around by the conversation of, uh, you know, the of those people or like the famous leader of those people and if they are related to that person and all that stuff. And it's, um, you know, it's important history and it should be learned from and it should be discussed about and educated about, but just to say like oh you're german oh like did your was your grandpa uh, a nazi or you know like it's so stupid um so that's a big big image and reality difference 
Um, because Germans, the most of the people, especially the younger ones that I've met and, and become friends with, or people like you guys who I enjoy conversing with and, and debating about stuff with, are normally some of the most progressive, open-minded, um, you know, the, some of the most conservative people, except for, um, you know, the, the AfD people. Um, most of the people in Germany, they're m the most conservative of them are still far more liberal-minded than the most liberal American because there's just such a difference of scale. So it's impossible to compare. Um, what do we say here? Yeah, Ogre says, black and white footage from World War II, folks in traditional clothing, and the word that I said. Yeah, exactly. These are the things many Americans think of when you say Germany. Right. Yeah. They think of everyone in Dientel and Lederhosen or in, um, you know, Hugo Boss suits from the 40s. Uh, suffering says did you think before that we don't have a sense of humor and we're not funny and what is the reality um I, I didn't think anything i didn't think anything i have to say i'm i think i'm really lucky for the the university that i went to in new orleans because there were people from all over the world and that was such a nice like op like mind opening experience and i was with good people who had good hearts and enjoyed all kinds of people from wherever for whatever reason if they were nice and cool then we liked them and we didn't think too much about where they're from um i can't say that that would have stayed the same maybe if i had like stayed in my in my hometown i don't know but i'm very grateful that for that time and so i never really had a set stereotype in 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 my mind for what germany is or what germans are or what they're like or what that place will be like um, I knew, I knew they were, you know, I knew they were still Western society. I knew they were civilized. I knew they had internet. <laughs> what else do you need to know? You know, like I thought, okay, they're just people, they're just people like us. I met some Germans at my university and they seemed completely normal, open-minded, sweet people. And I didn't really get the stereotypes about being orderly or punctual or, um, a little serious or not funny. I didn't really pick up on that until I moved here. And then I started experiencing that part for myself. When you're like a bright-eyed college student talking about going to another country, you're like, oh, this is going to be so exciting. You, you can see the mountains and the lakes and the cities and, and the, learn the language and blah, blah, blah. And then you get here and then you hear the other Germans talking about other Germans. And that's where you learn the stereotypes, and then you see it for yourself. And especially if you move to Bavaria, then the stereotypes are real. The stereotypes are real. Um, let's see here. Oh, we got some new messages. Uh, did you think before that we don't have a sense of... You already said that. Most U.S. guys are shocked that Germans can be funny. Yep, that's fair. Sometimes goofy. Oh, well, let's be careful, suffering. Goofy is a goofy is a, a very specific word to, to, to place on on Germans. Um, I have seen it, but in rare, rare occasions. Uh, but Germans can occasionally be goofy in the right circumstance with enough beer. Um, Ogre says she thinks it's because the humor is different here and it's difficult to translate humor. Yeah, that's right. We've actually talked about that on here before. Uh, that it is difficult to translate humor. Uh, Germans tend to be sarcastic and have a black sense of humor. Uh, that can also be true, but it can also not be true. But it can be true. It can be true. 
But it can also not be true. But it can be true. I mean, it can be. It Some people, it can. But some people not. You know, it depends. <laughs> like, I have a feeling some of you guys have a great dark sense of humor. But I don't think that, you know, my neighbors do. Because they suck. Um, guys, look, it's been an hour. I'm going to let you go on the live. Um, thank you so much for letting me talk so much about the, at the beginning about my family and stuff. And I know it was kind of a slow start, but I think we had fun in the end. And there's still a lot of cool things that we can clip out and use uh, for today. Uh, Ogre and Inga and Suffering and Susan. Guys, thank you for the likes. Thanks for being in the, uh, in the live today. Um, I'm going to end it here. But remember... The podcast is Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. If you want to hear this episode again or hear the ones that we've done in the last weeks where we've talked about some of these fun topics like suffering, for example, some of the questions you asked or Susan are mentioned in other episodes and it's kind of fun to go back and hear them sometimes. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to do this again next week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, and then I'm going to go to Hamburg. Maybe I can try and do a little episode uh, in Hamburg uh, for the following episode after that. Otherwise, wish me luck. I'm gonna, yeah, gonna go to Hamburg and be on TV. So, woohoo! Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for talking. Thanks for joining in. Um, suffering, is it linked? Uh, it's not linked to the live. Let me see here. Oh, you have so many good questions, Suffering. I'm just seeing now. You're asking, yeah, so many here. Um, Thank you, guys. Thanks for the good luck wishes. Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Inga. Uh, it's, uh, so, Artsy Fartsy Immigrants is not linked in this live, um, but there is a there is a TikTok channel and an Instagram channel for Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, Artsy Fartsy Podcast. Um, and, yeah, I'll... And just follow this account if you want, and I always post and share the Artsy Fartsy content. And then you can see clips from the other lives that we do. And otherwise, yeah, that's it. So thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day and a great week. I appreciate you all very much. And I can't wait till the next one. So thank you so much. And whoop, that was an accident. (laughs) Bye-bye. Oopsie daisy. I just smacked the camera as hard as I possibly could into the wall just before I ended that live. So... It is what it is. Um, Hey, everyone, thank you so much. I know that we started off things today a little soft and somber, but um, that's kind of the real deal that you get here on Artsy Fartsy sometimes. It's just not the happiest, jokiest of moods, but I think we can work through it. And, you know, my aunt was a really special, um, sweet lady with a great heart, and we will miss her. So uh, dedicate this fun little episode to you and Anne, and I know that you are cooking un really delicious Thanksgiving dinner up there in heaven. Um, Much love. Shout out to my mom. I love you and I hope you're doing okay and I think about you every day. And uh, yeah, thanks guys for listening. It's Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. Um, You know, any sort of sharing of the episode, any commenting, rating, uh, you know, telling a friend about us, uh, following the channel on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, anything like that really goes a long way with helping new people find this show. So, Thank you for any and all participation and support for the show and have a great week and I'll be back uh, next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby.
Artsy-Fartsy-Immigrants. Ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Bartscheider, produziert für M94.5.